0: have a Bible with you today got a Bible app open that up go with me to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 7 Deuteronomy it's at the first part of your Bible chapter 7 did you come ready to receive some word today words that change our lives I encourage you to believe as we go. Let's pray and let's believe and let's trust God to speak to us. Uh, we, we consider these times together as, as valuable, as important, necessary for, uh, for our lives and for God's purposes. And how many know he didn't, he didn't tell us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together uh, the closer we get to the, to the return of the Lord for no reason? There's a distinct purpose in us gathering today. We need what He's he's doing in this this service. So we approach it with uh, utmost seriousness, with a smile. Right? Very serious, but with a smile, because God is involved in what we're doing here today. Amen. The rest of you believe that? All right. Deuteronomy chapter 7 notice with me over here in the ninth verse 7 and verse 9 therefore know that the Lord your God He is God the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His commandments notice that language there not only that your God is God, but that He is, look at that descriptor, He is the faithful God. Say that out loud, the faithful God. Uh, How can we know that He's faithful? Well, one of those outworkings there that it mentions is He keeps His covenant of mercy. He doesn't break His covenant. A covenant would be a, a, a form of promise. He doesn't break it, He keeps it. He is the faithful God. One one thing all of us should be very knowledgeable of when it comes to the kind of God we serve, the one we live for, is that our God is a faithful God. Amen. Amen. And then another verse I wanted to point out to you, starting out here today, is Psalm 36. Psalm 36 And verse 5, 36, 5. It reads, Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Notice that language, your what? Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. This is no small thing. This is no limited thing. Uh, This is a way of saying it is far reaching. What is? God's faithfulness. Uh, In fact, if you were to uh, do a detailed study and and look in great depth at the Word of God from beginning to end, you would find there is much mention of God's faithfulness. How He is faithful to do this and faithful to do that. And and, and basically, uh, the Scriptures are telling us that we can count on Him. That we can rely on Him. You don't give your life to someone like we have to Him, and then you never know what's going to happen, because, you know, He's a little bit questionable. A little bit not, we're not really certain what He's going to do next. No, just the opposite. The opposite picture is painted of our God, that He is reliable. In fact, that's what the word means. If you talk about faithfulness, it means that, that, that someone is trustworthy, all right. A faithful person is is reliable. They are uh, they are true to the facts. Um, you, you could you could say about uh, the word faithful that if something is a faithful uh, or is a copy, like a say a painting or something, you could say something is a faithful rendering of the original, meaning it paid attention to the. To the details, the in uh, the word I can't think of, and uh, you know what I mean. Got it? Did you get it? Yeah, <laughs> I would have, I would have hacked it, so I just held it back. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but, it, but it, it's just like the original. It's, it's, it's a faithful rendition. Um, we think of sometimes faithfulness in relationship to marriage, don't we? Uh, if if a husband and wife are faithful. To each other, then, then what are we saying? What does that mean? Well, th- that shows us that you know, for the man, he doesn't have any other women on the side. Right? He's a faithful husband. For the woman, there's no other dudes in the picture. Right? She's a a, a faithful woman, a faithful man. They don't. There's no one else uh, involved in that relationship. How, how many know when we are faithful to the Lord? If you have a relationship with God and you are faithful to Him, well, one of the things that means is that, like the Ten Commandments, the commandment there says, we have no other gods before Him. Yeah, If you're a faithful believer, you don't have any extra gods on the side. You know, I'm worshiping you today, Lord, but, you know, later today. (laughs) No, it means He's the only one that's on the throne of our hearts. He's the only one that holds that place. And no one else not going to let anyone else into that place. Not going to let anything else or anyone else occupy that position that only He can have in our lives. That means we're faithful. There's no one else there. How does God's faithfulness affect us? If I were to be convinced that God is faithful to me, what does that do for me? Okay, here's what it does. It allows me to have faith in Him. It allows me to trust Him. Because if He is not faithful, there is no way in the world that I can trust Him. Does anybody have any unfaithful friends? And you know, you can't count on them. You can't rely on them. You don't know whether they're going to be here today or tomorrow or gone or whatever. You don't know when they tell you something what's going to happen. They're unfaithful. Right? Everybody okay so far? All right. It is not possible to trust an unfaithful person. Not possible. Now, we, we could say, I, you know, if we say faithfulness is trustworthiness... We could also then say that some are not worthy of trust. Why why are they not trustworthy or worthy of trust? Well, because of track record. They're not worthy of trust because they sometimes say one thing and do something else. Now, how many know that's one of the worst things you can do with your life? Is say one thing and do the other. Do the opposite. Yeah? And so, uh, at the same time, how many know we can love people? even though we don't trust them should should we love uh people who are not trustworthy we should and we do huh and god does he loves everybody he loves everyone and a whole lot of people are faithless <laughs> and they and and they're not faithful at all they, they they're not trustworthy yet they are loved by god yeah in fact we love all kinds of people around here we try to love everybody, don't we? <laughs> if we're if we're doing it right, we love everybody, even though not everybody is doing lovely things. Do you love anybody that doesn't do lovely things? Should, ought to. Amen. I know sometimes sometimes uh, people come to the to come to church and come to this kind of uh, this kind of meeting, and and uh, others will say, "Well, God loves you just the way that you are." Well. That gives me a little bit of pause. <laughs> he loves you just the way that you are? No, I think he just loves you, period. I think the way that you are is a whole nother, a whole other discussion. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I'm thankful that he just loves me, period. And there's nothing I can do to stop him from loving me. But the way that I are, the way that I is, the way that I be... <laughs> Well, that's another discussion, and, and let's talk about that. <laughs> but in your life, you can—you you shouldn't trust people, of course, who, who you don't know. You shouldn't trust people that lie to you. You know, whenever someone says, well, just trust me. <laughs> you just made it a lot harder for me to trust you by saying that. <laughs> you should just trust me. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. <laughs> I either don't know you, or I know you. <laughs> yeah? If you want to be trusted, then you've got to be a certain type of person. You've got to be a faithful person. You've got to be reliable, and then you give the possibility for people to trust you. Uh, But God's faithfulness is revealed in His truthfulness. Uh, there, There is no deceit in Him. There is no darkness at all. He cannot lie. Because of that reality, it sets us up to be in a position where we can count on Him. We can rest. He tells us something, it's like, okay, good, God said that. I'm fine. Everything's good. Let me read a couple verses to you. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 12, Amplified Bible. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. To perform it. Why is he watching over his word? Because his word means everything. If he says it, he's obligated himself to perform it. So he said, I'm watching over my word. That tells me, get God's word in here. Because God is going to perform that. If I want a performance of God in my life, for him to do what he's able to do, I've just got to get a word from him. Because if I get that word, he's watching over it to make it happen. Amen. Amen. And so he watches over it because he's a faithful God. He's not letting words slip. Not just saying stuff he doesn't mean. In Numbers chapter 23 and verse 19. It reads, God is not a man that he should lie. Nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and shall and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? This is... The words of a faithful person. This is the words of someone who can be counted on. Someone who can be relied upon. That is, if they say something, they're going to back it up. And the Lord says that to us. If I said it, I'm going to do it. Period. No if, and, or but about this. It is in accordance with God's character. The very nature of who He is. He is a faithful person. God, that we can rely on. Again, how does that affect me? When I'm convinced, when I know that He's faithful, I can trust Him. And if I can trust Him, I can then see His activity and His promises and so forth fulfilled in my life. Recently, we were t- we were sharing about uh, Abraham and Sarah. And, uh, and from Genesis and, and how they're set up as an example of faith for us to follow. Of course, they received this promise. They would have a child in their old age and, and they were beyond childbearing years and so forth. But one of the things the scripture says about Sarah in particular, over in Hebrews chapter 11, is, is that, that she received strength to conceive the seed because She judged Him faithful who had promised. Notice what she... She had to make a judgment about God. She had to say, He's either good to do what He said or He's not. How many know we have to make that judgment as well? So we're supposed to judge God? Yes, we are supposed to judge Him faithful. Faithful. And if if someone will judge God as faithful... You receive strength. You receive the promise fulfilled. Yeah? Is it possible to judge God unfaithful? Now, I don't think we want to say that. I don't think we're going to go out saying, I've decided God's unfaithful. But we know there's something, we don't know inherently there's something wrong with that. But do we do that? When he gives us a word, when he tells us what he's going to do, and we say, well, I don't know. Man, I, I'm in trouble. Man, I don't know what's going to happen. What are we doing? We are judging him unfaithful. Not because he is, but because we don't know him. I don't know if you've ever been judged unfaithful. I mean, if so, if someone came to you and and you you told them, "Hey, uh, I'm going to do such and such for you or I'm going to be at this place or, or maybe you were serving around in the ministry here and uh, you were on the team and and you signed up to do something and you said I'll be there to to greet, to usher, to teach, to pray, to whatever. I, I'm going to do this and, and the person you know bringing you onto the team said well we'll see. And you said well I'll be there, I'll do it at, you know every Sunday or every other week or I'll do it I'll, 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 I'll do it and they said well I guess, uh, maybe, we'll see. Wouldn't you take that as an insult? I mean, that'd be like a slap in the face. What are you saying about me? You're saying, I'm unreliable. I'm untrustworthy. You can't count on me. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, excuse me, (laughs) you don't know me. Maybe you've got a bunch of funky people in your life that are untrustworthy, unreliable, unworthy, but I'm not going to tell you I'm going to be there and not be there. That is far below my dignity. (laughs) You know, it would annoy me. What if we do that to the Lord? What if we, uh, you know, what if people say, what if people were to go around saying, well, you never know what God's going to do. What if people were to go around saying, well, you know, God, He's mysterious in all His ways. You just never can tell. What are you saying? What are you saying about him? You're saying he's unfaithful. He's not reliable. He won't do what he said he was going to do. He'll just do whatever he thinks about doing at the moment, independent of what he promised. Everybody okay? So, well, God, God's mysterious, isn't He? Uh, maybe there's some there's some mysteries for sure. I don't know everything about Him, but I wouldn't say He's mysterious in everything. Why is that? Because I have a book, I have Scripture, I have some "Thus saith the Lord." And what has He done? He's pulled the veil back and let me see the way He is, and what He what He has shown us is true. We can count on it. The reason He reveals it is so that we can trust Him. Amen. No, Let's knock this business off of going around saying, well, you can't tell. You don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what God's going to do. Yes, you do. And if you don't, read and find out. Yeah. He'll do what He said He would do. It's, a, it's built into His very nature. His character is to be faithful. Everybody okay? Yeah. The foundation of any relationship is Trust. You have to be able to trust people, to have a relationship with them. This is true with God. And the fact that He will do what He says uh, makes our faith possible. Amen. Now, I know sometimes individuals will say, but God can still say no. I mean, if you ask Him to do something, He can say yes and He can say no. What verse is that? What scripture are you talking about? Where did you get that? Is it possible that, that he would say, I will do this for you? Which he has said, Alter Scripture. There's like thousands of promises. Amen. I will do this for you. Father, I ask that you do this for me. No. <laughs> Is that even on the table with him? No. It's not. Because that would make him unfaithful, and that would cause the universe to blow up. Yeah, it's all being held together by the integrity of his word. The fact that God cannot lie. He speaks nothing false. Well, God can say yes or no. No, if he gave us a word, that's the guarantee of a yes. The yes is built into the promise. You might remember uh, Jesus taught over in in the book of Matthew chapter 5. And he he was saying these type of things. He said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And anything beyond that comes from the wicked one. It's either yes or it's no. Don't add anything else in there. Yes or no, period. And he was talking about vows and, 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 and that type of thing. In other words, what we might say, people nowadays say, listen, I will, I'm going to do this for you, I'm going to be there, I'm going to help you out with it. Listen, I promise, I'm, I promise I'm going to do this for you. Well, what do you mean normally when you say you're going to do something and you don't say I promise? <laughs> if you just said I'm going to do it for you, what do you mean by that? Does that mean maybe? Maybe. Why do people say, No, really, no, really This? I'm going to do this. No, no I'm going to do this for you. I promise. Why do you have to say, I promise? Is it because your word's not good enough all by itself? Is that what Jesus meant when he said, Just keep it straight, man. Say yes or say no. Don't add anything else to it. Yeah, it is what he meant. You know, sometimes kids... We'll have those little sayings that were years ago. They'd say, uh, I cross my heart and I hope to die. And if not, I'm going to stick a needle in my eye. (laughs) Ever heard that? Uh, There's a whole bunch of wrong things with that. Uh, uh, But why would would someone need to say, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to, you know, needles and death and all kinds of stuff. Uh, If I don't do it, it's because me saying it by itself is not good enough. I don't ever tell people, listen, I'm going to do this, I promise. I'll say, I'm going to do it. My word is my promise. Your word should be your promise. That's the way that works. Why am I saying it? Why am I saying these things? This is the way that God is. And we have to understand uh, his nature and his ways because he is just faithful. You can count on him. One of the great words I've mentioned it a number of times already uh, in the scriptures is the word promise. You know, First uh, Peter or Second Peter, chapter one and verse four, it tells us that we have been given these exceeding great and precious promises that through these we would be able to partake of the divine nature. And so God's got this divine nature stuff. He's got this god level level of living life. How does he get it to us? Jesus bought for uh, paid for it. He was, you know, he redeemed us and so forth. How does God get it over to us through promises? He says, you partake of that divine nature by what I say. Because if what I say is believed, is accepted, there you have it. Divine nature. Everybody with me? God does things. He gets good stuff, amazing life from himself to us. How? Through promises. Through telling us, I will do this for you. Because of His faithful nature, we can say, Amen. Yes, sir. I believe it. I receive it. I live like it's so. And that's how God transfers great things into our lives. Amen. Through promises. They're so important. How many do you know? I mean, you got some promises you're aware of? Bible's full of them. For many situations. Look look with me over at the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians, the first chapter. I want you to notice this language used here about the Lord but in regards to us. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Notice with me verse 18. It reads, But as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus, which is Silas, and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was, look, yes. Yes, for all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him, amen, to the glory of God through us. And so when someone says, or they have this, this approach, well, we can ask the Lord, but He can say no. Well, no, He can't. He can't say No. If he promised that would break his character of his the character trait of his faithfulness. No, he can't say no. What's his answer? Yes. Lord, I ask you for it. Yes. And you promised me it. yes. And you said you would do yes. The answer is always yes. I know my wife was reading something last night and she she started a, a telling me what it was I said wait 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 I'm using that scripture tomorrow tell me that again (laughs) and then she read some some kind of saying that said God has three answers to our prayers yes not now and I have something better in mind and I thought (laughs) I thought I bet all kinds of people are going to share that around Christians are going to say, oh, that's good. (laughs) Like, love, pass it on, you know, all kind of stuff. No, it's not good. That is not good at all. That is, that it sounds, you know, flowery and it sounds creative. Not true. That undermines God's faithfulness that he could here here's the deal that he could promise you something and turn around and say no nah, or later or I want to do it different then why did you promise me if someone came and said hey pastor I, I want to join the prayer team I'm going to be there and and then they didn't come and I said they they came and said well I decided I wanted to you know greet instead <laughs> I decided I wanted to Go out for coffee during that time. Fine! But why did you tell me that? Everybody okay? Why would you say, no, the Lord is not promising something, and then because He's God, He has some way to just kind of say, no, maybe, if, and, but I can do anything I want now. Yeah, if you're unfaithful, you can. Good Good. Hallelujah said, God doesn't ever say no. Well, yes, but not when when there's a promise involved. I could say, Lord, do you want me to move to Hawaii? And he would say, (laughs) some people want me to leave. (laughs) That's a confirmation, Lord. You know, he could say, no, I don't want you there. I want you here. You know what I'm talking about? There there is the plan of God and there's things. But I'm talking about when he promises us something, what's the answer? Yes. Or he wouldn't have promised it. But then we have to be told again, listen guys, don't forget, God's faithful. He's faithful. And what he promised, you got it. What, What should that do to us? It should help us to believe. It should stir us up to say, thank you Lord, I'm resting now. I've got God's word on it. He said he'd do it for me. And so I'm not going to worry about it anymore. Not going to worry at all. Praise God. Now, are you ready to go a little bit further? I think I set this up. And, and I, all I can do is give you a little intro now. And I, I want to take us further. We are called to be imitators of God as dear children. One of the reasons that we act the way we act, or at least endeavor to, try to, is because... Of who our Father is. Uh, scripture says, be holy even as He is holy. Right? Why should I be holy? Well, you could say a bunch of things. Well, sin will kill you. <laughs> it will mess you up. It... But what's the, what's the biggest motive? As a, as a child of God, I want to be like my Father. Yeah? When I was a little kid, you'd have asked me, what do you want to do when you grow up? I said, I want to have a big dairy. My dad was a dairyman, and I, and I will say, as a little kid, I want to have a big dairy. I just wanted to be like my dad, all right. And then later, grew up, had a call of God, and so forth. And thank you, Jesus. <laughs> some days, some days, I just want to go milk a cow. I'll tell you that. <laughs> some days, just uh, give me some hay hooks and a tractor, and let's go do it. <laughs> uh, uh, but I just wanted to be like it. And, and that's in, inherent as children of God. There's something in us that says, be this way, not because of any other pressure or expectation of people. It's just because God is that way. Why do I want to be a, live holy? My Father is holy. Okay. Why do I want to be faithful? Well, a lot of reasons. But here's one. My Father is a faithful God. That's the way I'm supposed to be that's the way that's what's right it's what works and uh, and so we can talk about God's faithfulness we have some today um, but are you faithful faithfulness is huge in God's kingdom being reliable trustworthy you can count on you it's big in God's kingdom in fact there are so many scriptures on this I, I want to just give you a couple right now just to kind of wet your whistle and and then we're going to dive into this further only for those who are kind of willing to grow though because uh, if we're just going to step back and look at this and say, I-, "I got it all together and God loves me just the way I am and you know that kind of attitude, <laughs> then we're not ready to grow but I think if we're if we have a heart to increase in this and to grow in this, God can do tremendous things and look at some of the results proverbs um, twenty eight and verse twenty twenty eight and verse twenty maybe you have that uh, you can look get it quick it says a faithful man will abound in blessings but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished who will abound in blessings a faithful man faithful man means man or woman male or female man you know what I'm talking about yeah it's a weird world we live in today or the Bible talks too much about men. Yeah, you, whatever. You know, you've been trained to be offended. Stop it. A, a faithful man will abound in blessings. Well, for no other reason, I kind of like to be blessed. I like the blessed life. What, what should I seek to, to have? Faithfulness in my life. Uh the contrary, Proverbs thirteen fifteen reads, "Good understanding gains favor, but the way of the unfaithful is hard." It's hard. Sometimes people say, "My my uh, my life is really hard right now." now I'm not trying to get in anyone's business. I'm just throwing these things out there. What, what are we open to learning and potentially growing? And say, "Man, it's hard." Well, the way of the unfaithful is hard. That would be an area to check up on. And we should learn. We should grow and increase. Because we can be abounding with blessings or have a hard life. And it's tied to faithfulness. Faithfulness. Look at one more verse with me today. First Timothy chapter 1. First Timothy chapter 1. And notice this is see this is the apostle Paul writing to Timothy, and he said in here verse twelve, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me. He's thanking the Lord for what he enabled me or made me able, because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Paul, how did you get to such a place of great influence and usefulness in in God's kingdom? Faithfulness got him there. God counted him faithful and put him. If you're faithful, where might God put you? I tell you, it's a place of value. It's a place of usefulness. It's a place of increase. Uh, The faithful not only will abound in blessings, they will be rewarded in eternity. They will be promoted in this life and the next. The faithful will, will, will be given more. They'll be given increase. There is There are many good things tied to and associated with the character trait of faithfulness in a person's life. And I know that God is looking To reward, to bless, to promote, to entrust people with more. He's got so much. And he wants to turn some of it over to us. What's required? That we be counted faithful. That we do the right thing with what we already have. Faithfulness in our lives puts us in position... For God to use us amen. amen if anyone's not seeing the results in life that they want again this would be one of those things you check up on and you'd ask the question am I a faithful person all right I know that I would not be where I am today and I haven't done it all right but I would not be where I am today without having had a track record and a uh, a consistent pattern of faithfulness in my life, and I'm not again claiming perfection in that area. But there has been, this has been a part of my life, and because of that, I am where I am today. And God is able to do some things through me because of, because of that. And I wonder how much more, and I wonder what could He do with you, and where could He take you, and what are what are what are the possibilities? Um, but in this life. You know, you'll be tempted to not be faithful. To put your word out and then go the other direction. You'll be tempted to, to be unfaithful in different areas of life. And that's where we recognize. Right here, right now, my promotion is on the line. Right here, right now, increase to my life is hanging in the balance. Whether I'm going to be faithful or be unreliable. Amen. You ready to go higher? Come on, ready to go up in in God ready to experience his best. I tell you he's got some good things for us to learn and then to walk in. Amen Father.